11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Katie Johnson. Katie, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Appreciate you coming on. Um, let's just go back in time a little bit. What, what's your first memory of playing soccer? Um, my first memory of playing soccer uh, would probably be when I was like six, maybe. And when you're in the little games, and I remember just probably counting how many goals I could score in the game and I would go up and run to my dad and tell him scored six goals in this game (laughs) that's funny um so I know you grew up in um California and uh tell me about like your high school career and then like when did you know like you were like better than the rest so I started playing like for Arsenal I was like my main club team for the most part of my career when I was younger and um high school I was pretty good we actually were a really good team a lot of girls went to play college division one and um some still pro um but yeah we were really good and I think my sophomore year I committed to USC my sister also went there so I did a lot of what she did she walked onto the soccer team so um yeah it was just kind of an easy path for me Mm -hmm. in terms of knowing I was maybe just a bit better I would say I was pretty confident when I was younger. I was obsessed with soccer and really competitive. So um, I just like wanted to be better than everyone else. And yeah. I think my dad would drive me a lot in a good way. And that was probably a key factor for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, what what was your what was your recruiting process like out of high school? Um, oh, man, that was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> so I I think I like maybe visited three or four schools. Um but I was always pretty gung-ho on USC. A mm-hmm. girl that was from Arcadia, Ashley Nick, um, I grew up watching her play. and She went to USC and won the national championship there. So I kind of was like really in awe of her. And I would go to the camps when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I just loved the energy that USC kind of had. It was a little bit arrogant, but also just like they really wanted to be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just drawn to that, I think. Uh, so I just, yeah, USC was always the top and. I got recruited there and I committed pretty early. Yeah. So there, there was there any like there wasn't any like final three or you, so you were just stuck on USA. Um, I would say it was like Santa Clara, Duke was like a maybe. I, I remember our team went there and I really liked it, but it was just far and I was young. Yeah. Um, and then USC as well. Yeah. Gotcha. And then um, what what was your experience at USC like on and off the field? Um, it was incredible. Uh, I had a great group of friends. Um. And obviously we had a tough coaching situation for my first two years there, but when Kadani came in, he is 
the best coach I've had hands down. Um, just really changed the atmosphere and the culture at USC. Um, and we were able to win a national championship. He brought in some girls, some transfers, some really good young players. And um, I did a fifth year when we won. So I got pretty lucky with that experience. Yeah, well, yeah. What was it like to to win the national champion? I know, obviously, that's that's probably like one of the hardest things in sports because you only get. I know you, you had five years, but you had you usually only have like four years to win the national championship. Yeah. So, um, well, I tore my ACL my junior year, which was probably the biggest blessing in disguise. Um, I so I did the red did the red shirt year my actual senior year, and I only was there for another semester. And I only had to take one class because I was graduated. So I was mostly just focused on soccer. Um, which was, uh, yeah, I was pretty lucky. It was great. Um, so, and I just kind of, I mean, I think our first two games we actually lost. And I just think we all kind of had this, we all knew we were going to win. And we had this drive that we were not going to lose. And you could just feel it within the team. And we all had the same goal. And we were, we just, we were on the same page, I feel like, no matter what. Um yeah, it was Kadani's. I can't say enough great things about him and the coaching staff um, with Jen and Jason. So, yeah, I mean, it was tearing my ACL was probably the better thing for me to happen. But and then I ended up getting drafted out of college um, mm-hmm. because of it. I don't think I would have been drafted my actual senior year. So I think it all worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. No, that's that's cool that you were that you were almost like a pro already, only taking one class and just going to soccer. Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, yeah. What was your draft day experience like? And, um, and then, yeah, what was it like to just become a pro? Um, so draft day, I kind of was a little clueless going into, mm-hmm. um, I honestly didn't know how big of a deal it was going into it. It was in LA, so I didn't have to fly anywhere for it. Um, and I wasn't even going to go. I'm pretty sure my mom, like, my mom just came because we were like, oh, we'll just go for brunch and then we'll head over there and see what happens. We didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. um, and then when I got there, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm weighing over my head. And I remember the first round happened and I was like, I don't think I'm going to get drafted. <laughs> um, it was pretty scary. And then my coaches were there and I was talking to Jason, our assistant coach, who I'm pretty close with. And he was like, you're going to get drafted. Like, it's going to be OK. And I was like, OK. And then a few seconds later, I actually was drafted. Um, to Seattle rain and I got really lucky um yeah it was good experience overall it was pretty scary I don't it was really scary, actually <laughs> I think I like blacked out for most of the after that part yeah yeah for sure um yeah what what was your first game like and then and then like just transitioning from like college to the pros like what like I'd say like how was that and like what was the, like, the biggest difference um, yeah, I feel like I got pretty lucky getting drafted by Seattle because if there's one pro team in the NWSL, I mean, now it's a little different, but back then, um, that fit my style of soccer, mm-hmm. it would have been them. Um, they, and they were just such a professional club that I feel like I got so lucky and I'm so blessed and I was able to start there. Um, they were just a soccer brain team and the pace of the game was really fast, which is something that. I feel like I do really well is read the game off the ball. So I feel like I got really lucky going there um, and playing with girls that I just, I mean, I think the world of like Pino and Jess Fishlock and they pushed me to just be better and even Bev. Um, and it was just really professional and Laura was a great coach. So I feel like that was definitely a little bit of luck for me. Um, and then my first goal with them 
was I don't know I think I might have subbed on that game but myself and another rookie scored <laughs> Kristen so it was pretty it was a pretty cool experience um to score my first goal with her mm-hmm. and we were really excited about it so we were like nervous as well <laughs> yeah so yeah then the, then the following year you got you got traded to the uh sky sky blue fc how how was that to get traded were you like shocked was it like uh did you know you were gonna get traded yeah i was actually pretty devastated i remember um coming home in the off season and i wanted to get a paddle board for when i was up in seattle my parents were like maybe you should wait out on that purchase like you might get traded i was like no there's no way um and sure enough i did i was pretty sad um but i kind of figured because i did have a decent rookie season but i I didn't really show that I was probably good enough to stay, which I understand it's part of the business. So I was still pretty wide eyed um, and new. So I was like, okay, well, new team, new environment. I'll try it out. Um, it was tough. We were the last place team at Sky Blue. Um, but I, my one positive take was that the girls that I met were incredible and my roommates were awesome. So for an overall experience, I mean, I wouldn't take back any experience that I've had. Yeah. Um, with every team there's obviously your positives and your negatives but I did play a lot which was great for my experience and then I'm gonna basically ask you the same question and then you got traded again <laughs> at the exact same time like the following yeah. year to Chicago uh, Red Stars so uh, again like were you like I don't know being only there for two only your first two seasons you get traded both years like were you just like what am I doing like what's going on like why am I not finding a home yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely tough. I, I feel like I know that as a player for myself, I'm not, and I'm aware of it, that I'm not maybe the best player, but I make other players look really good, um, and I understand my role. So I think that's maybe why I am tradable. Um, yeah. But I also, and I, I'm open to moving to new places. I've I, Again, I've loved every place that I've lived and every team that I've been on. It, it creates a new challenge, and a little bit of adversity everywhere I've gone and it makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. So my experience with Chicago has been great. This is the longest team that I've been on, even Mm -hmm. though COVID was tough last year, we weren't really here. Um, But yeah, I've just kind of moved and floated from team to team and (laughs) enjoy my experience everywhere I go. I'm pretty go with the flow. So I think that probably helps. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you'll have uh, more connections and more people than other people then now. Yeah. That's so true. Whenever I go and play other teams, I'm like, oh, I know someone I can get coffee with on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Yeah, and then going into your... Um, international career you put you play for team Mexico um, mm-hmm. and how I know you were eligible for US and Mexico so how did you pick Mexico over US um, yeah so after I tore my ACL the second time um, in college mm-hmm. I kind of was just trying to see where my career was going and I had my dual citizenship and it was something that I kind of considered and I figured well if there's any time for me to go to maybe an Olympic or World Cup, it would be now. And I was playing really well. So I decided um, that I would go with Mexico. Um, I also just looking back on it now, it's pretty crazy that I just was like, I don't, I think I was 
19 or 20 and I was just like, okay, I'll go to Mexico and fly and try out. And my Spanish isn't great. So I just kind of went wide eyed again and it was such a great experience. And I've learned so much about myself and other people through that experience. Um, but yeah, so that's when I kind of started was in 2016, I think. And I've been in and out of camp since then. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, do you, do you know Spanish? (laughs) No, it's not the best. Like I'm pretty, sometimes people will say something to me and I'm just like nodding my head, but I could be better. It's probably one of my uh, things I need to get better at. (laughs) Yeah. Then what about, what's the, what's the, like the feeling wise, like what's the difference, like scoring a goal in the NWSL and then scoring for like your national team? Um, I mean, I think there's just a little more pride behind it because it's a team is more of like a club team is more of the city you're representing where mm-hmm. I feel like your national teams, your blood and your family and yeah. the whole country. Um, so it's definitely a bigger mm-hmm. feeling. Um, and there's just more passion behind it, especially being Mexican. You know, we love soccer and mm-hmm. there's just so much following and love behind it. So you really feel that when you're playing for the national team. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you ready for the five Quincy questions? Is it going to make you think? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the most important quality or skill you feel uh, that made you successful as a pro player? Um, oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> um, I would say probably like my just soccer IQ. Um, I think I've always kind of been a soccer nerd in a bit. And I love watching soccer since I was young and trying to just emulate players that I think I play well like and try to bring that into my game um and I just think I move off the ball really well and make other players look good and it's kind of I think someone who knows soccer can appreciate that um and yeah I kind of take pride in that uh and just being a just good on the ball and taking care of it what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making oh gosh um biggest mistake pro players are making um I mean, I think, I think now it's becoming more of a topic, but I think it's pretty, it's been always pretty voodoo to talk about salary and how much we actually don't make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's now becoming a conversation of like, oh, these girls are only making 30 to 40 K a year and they're doing this much work. And, you know, it's, I think with the past few, we were like embarrassed to talk about it, but now we're starting to demand it. And I think, I think we should, because it, that was a mistake for a lot of people is just to kind of keep it quiet versus now people are making just talking about their experiences and not being as quiet and hopefully demanding, you know, better for us and mm-hmm. for the future of soccer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was also going to ask you too, like what, how do you feel about just like other pro uh, women athletes and pro men athletes, like investing into women's soccer? Yeah, I think it's awesome. We um, went to the Chicago sky game and, we were outside when they won and mm. uh, it was just like it's so cool to see that like especially it made me want to win for Chicago even more because people were exciting and I think excited I'm sorry um to see that and I think again it's coverage yeah. um that needs to be something that people can see happen um so then it makes I don't know but I think investing in women's sports is so important especially now yeah yeah for sure yeah like chance the rapper was like at all their games and like on the yeah. parade and stuff <laughs> it was yeah it was super cool um what what advice would you give a younger player trying to make a pro league i mean i think it depends on the person um 
but if I were to be general and it's kind of, I don't know, I guess be adaptable to situations. And for me, one of, again, moving um, to three different teams um, and then also just having to play maybe a different position or putting in extra time to work on something that you're not as good at in the off season so that when you do have that opportunity, you can show that you've improved. Um, but yeah, I would say just being adaptable and um, quick to make a change so that you can maybe make make the team or being the starting 11. Like it depends what your goals are, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that's what I would say. Are these next two could be soccer related or, or life related? Okay. Uh, what, what's something uh, that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Um, I mean, the soccer one is just that women's sports isn't as interesting as men's sports, I think is something that a lot of people still think like, oh, why would they be, why would they need to be paid more? They're not, they don't get as much, or not, not, not as many people watch uh, women's sports. And then it goes back to coverage and showing um, like on ESPN versus our game, you know? So it, I think that's um, definitely a, a false interpretation. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah. what, what's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? Um, not a lot of things really scare me um, in terms of, I guess, sorry, let me think about this. <laughs> um, I'm not afraid of maybe like the next chapter in my life. Um, if it's soccer or not soccer, I think everything happens for a reason. I think I've put in a lot. I don't think soccer is ever going to go away for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be involved and I'm maybe my biggest fear is that my kid wouldn't play <laughs> soccer, <laughs> um, but that's far away. Anyways. Um, I would say it's a tough one. I hope that I, I've always said I want to play international somewhere and that's still a goal for me. So I mm-hmm. think that's something I need and want to do. And yeah, I hope I don't miss that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a common answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> um, are you ready scary. for some fun questions? Sure. Um, what what's your favorite food? Um, probably like something I'm not good at cooking. So I love ordering ramen, mm-hmm. um, or maybe like a Thai food or Indian food, like something that if I'm not going to make it, I would order that, and that's something I enjoy eating something different all right um have you have you ever done any like jersey exchanges um i actually don't think i have all right good all right good so who so who do you want to do a jersey exchange with in the in the league um probably jess fishlock okay i actually had her i actually had her on um my other podcast i do she's she's cool yeah she's dope and Uh, i respect her um, and then last one, what, what is something people don't know about you? Um, what do people don't know about me? I'm probably, I'm very like introverted and shy. Um, and then once I get to know you, then I'm pretty open, but it takes, I don't trust a lot of people. So <laughs> All right. I, yeah, <laughs> maybe people right. know that though. All right, Katie. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Um, yeah, my Instagram is Katie A. Johnson, and I don't know my Twitter handle because I don't go on it. <laughs> you don't like but, Twitter? Uh, I just, you know, I never got into it, so 
I, I, I could look, but I don't know it. <laughs> All right. Again, I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate this. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.